Year three. Year three, Josh. Year three. I mean, I don't even have to introduce us today. Um, it's 1130 at night on Friday. Josh and I are doing this emergency quick podcast, whatever you want to call it. And chances are, if you're listening, you know what the emergency is. I would assume on Twitter tonight around 8.30 p.m. said, you're three. He's winning a natty with Illinois basketball. You're three. I mean, you're three. If you've listened to any of our podcasts, you probably know that Josh is now obligated to give, I would assume, a kidney. Um, We had an episode back in spring, in the springtime, and we were talking about, you know, if Io and Kofi kind of what their situation was like, and Josh said something along the lines, you know, I would give my kidney if I returns. Well, here we go. So Io, expect Josh's, I'll say, left kidney in the mail tomorrow. We'll get it um, express shipping. You'll get that soon. So be on the lookout for that, Io. Um, thanks so much. Josh, you're three. What do you think? What's what's going through your head? I know we've already talked, but let, let's hear it. Let's hear what you got to say. All right. I'm very happy to give my kidney up, but I wouldn't I would be lying if I said I wasn't shocked because Gabby, just a few days ago, we recorded a podcast and you and I were pretty much on the same page here saying Io's not coming back. And we were only 50 50 about Kofi Coburn. We'll get to that in a minute, but holy moly, at 8 30 p.m. tonight, Io shocked the Line Nation. Mm-hmm. And he might have just said some words that changed the program forever. I mean, if we're talking about a legit chance to ever win a national championship for Illinois, this is it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's un- it's an unrealistic expectations. Initial thoughts, it's through the roof, right? Like, we couldn't have gotten better Illini news. We have a great recruiting class coming in. Tomorrow, most likely, we're going to get our star big guy coming back. We're deep. And now we have our leader and end-of-the-game guy. I It couldn't have been better news. I'm I'm shocked. And just like a lot of, you know, people that follow Illini basketball coach, I said he was about 99% into the draft. Sometimes miracles happen, and I would assume he was an Illini. If you're out there and you genuinely saw this coming, please refer to me. Um, please see me in the comments. Um, there isn't a comment section, but please see me in the comments and let me know how you knew. Let me know your psychic ways. Give us a call. We'll get you on the podcast. Yeah. Give us a call. If you genuinely – predicted this we'll have you on like we will hear you out what sources you have like we want to know we want to be in with you but like nobody you nobody can convince me that they knew this was going to happen I'm shocked I think everybody's shocked I can't imagine what Underwood like imagine being Underwood imagine getting the call from Io and he's like yo Brad I want to come back like I like just I know that like everybody knows the connection and the friendship and the respect that Io and Underwood have for each other so I can only imagine his excitement to get his star back um but this like you have to you really have to like think about the Illinois fan base right now like how good they feel about this because it's been a rough year for Illinois fans it's been a rough I mean it's a rough year every year for Illinois fans you know I think like Illinois fans are jinxed um so this has to feel really good this has to feel really good so many I have so many questions um why now why tonight like 
so many things um, going around my head, but I think it's exciting. I think, I don't think you're wrong by any means that this is like the best chance Illinois has had in a while, possibly might ever have um, to win a national championship. I want to bring up, I want to bring up uh, my, my notes on my laptop. Okay. I want to bring up a note that I made on my laptop on March 19th at 8.21 p.m. Okay. <laughs> I remember this night very vividly. Okay, I'm going to tell a story. What is this, March 19th? March 19th of this year. So after the tournament's canceled, yes. we're done. College basketball's over. Yes. I was at home with my mom and my dad. We were sitting on our couch, and we were talking about Illinois, because my dad went to Illinois, so I have roots there and everything. So me and him were talking, my mom talking. And, you know, I start thinking, and I know I can't be the first one to think this. 88-89, right? Flying Illini Final Four loss, okay? 04-05, championship loss, obviously. What's the, what's the year difference between that, Josh? Can you do the math right 16 right? years. Hmm. 16 oh. years each way. Oh. And also, just, just a little cool thing here. Abraham Lincoln, 16th president, land of Lincoln. I'm just saying. We're just I'm saying. just saying. Then you go 0405 to 2021. Oh, what's that difference, Josh? Can you do the math for me? You know, math has never been my strong suit, but I'm thinking 16 years, Gabby. 16, you got it. So we go <laughs> final four, loss in the championship. What's next? Win in the championship 2021. You can't convince me. You can't convince me that it's not meant to be. And yeah, okay, that's a little crazy. And that's a little like psychic, like psycho, but... That was me on March 19th before I ever thought I was going to come back. So just, I just want to in writing and speaking that I believe this was going to happen. Um, but yeah, we'll get back. We'll get away from my craziness and my psychicness, but let's talk more about IO. So yeah, let's bring Kofi into this. Let's bring Kofi in. We All still right. don't know. Last podcast, we said, oh, we really think Kofi's coming back. IO's gone. I was coming back. You have to assume Kofi's coming back. Um, Josh, what? Tell me about the cryptic messages we're seeing from Kofi right now. Some things on Twitter. Um, I know he had an Instagram live up. Um, share it with us. So Kofi announced, or he told, was it John Rothstein or something like that? Sorry, I'm butchering his name, but he told me he's making his decision tomorrow afternoon. So. Obviously, there's a couple things that we can take out of that. One, his best friend and best player, I would assume, just committed. Two, he was on his Instagram Live, and people kept saying, like, Kofi, man, are you coming back? And he wasn't saying anything, but I'm telling you guys, he was making some okay gestures with his hands. He was just, like, he was, he was in a good mood. He was, it was all good. And then, like, Gabby, we know, like we discussed this last week, he didn't even get a combine invite. Like, we thought he was going to come back anyways. So if it isn't a surefire thing now, and then you have Trent Fre Frazier tweeting, like, yo, like with the eyes emoji and stuff, we're taking a lot out of this. Obviously, you know, I know you told me this earlier, Gabby, before we started the podcast, we'll make another one tomorrow if Kofi doesn't. But, like, we're going to assume right now that Kofi's back, and Illinois is at full strength next year, and Kofi Coburn helps a lot with that. Yeah, if you don't hear from us tomorrow, it's because Kofi said he's coming back. If Kofi comes out and says, actually, no, I'm going to still go to the draft, you will be hearing from us um, because that's just what – we don't think that's going to happen at this point. Um, just because, I mean, everybody – it's kind of 
every person surrounding basketball you talk to, their opinion is that Kofi's not going to get drafted this year. He should go back. He should get a little quicker. He should develop an outside shot. He needs to work on his inside defense. He needs to become more of a force. I mean, he was this year, but you need that level of experience going into the NBA if you actually want to play and get NBA experience. Just because, you know, you get drafted or you go to the G League or anything, like, if you're not developed enough, NBA coaches don't want to sit with you for months or seasons progressing you. Like, yeah, you're going to progress at the NBA just because it's the highest level of basketball in the world, but they're not going to take seasons to progress you. So I think we know it's in Kofi's best interest to come back. We think it's going to happen, but I mean, this is Ayo's night. Like, he has just his, I want to talk for a minute about like his strategy and like the way he markets himself and his brand is incredible. Like the videos he puts out whenever he's making an announcement and the fact that like this was not leaked to anyone before. Cause you know, you always have this, like some reporter always has the scoop and the fact that this was so under wraps and so well conducted just shows. I mean, I feel like we've talked about it before, like Iowa's family is is so good for him so good for him I mean you have a such a supportive family and they're smart they are so intelligent he's so intelligent the way they market themselves and the way they market Io is just incredible um so I think that's one thing to definitely point out is that like he has kept Illinois fans on their toes and he is like Illinois fans this is not to be rude, but, like, they are not deserving of a third season of Iowa. Like, we did not think this was going to happen. So I think what I have to say to that is wear a mask so we have a basketball season. Um, Josh, I think you agree with me. But bring up the thing you just saw about Kofi. Let's talk about that real quick. All right. So I told you guys Trent tweeted something or put it on Instagram, whatever, just, like, Oh, with like eyes emojis or exclamation points. Kofi commented on that and said the game is the game in trouble. In quotes, the game in trouble. I mean, what can, what else could it mean, guys? Yeah. Like Gabby, Gabby, you're with me here. And oh, so like, like I said, we're assuming Kofi's coming back. Now I, I do want to bring up this. You you said the IO thing was under the radar, and I was listening to what Derek Piper had to say about that. He actually heard from a source earlier in the day that IO was coming back, and this is like his most trusted source. But he didn't even say anything because, like, this is Io. You know, we like thought about his word with the whole ninety-nine percent thing. So that's part of the reason it was under the radar. And I think that another reason someone like Derek Piper isn't going to say anything about it is because there are a lot of risks for Io coming back. Like, like you said, Gabby, Illinois deserves nothing more of Io. He changed the program. He brought us to the tournament. We didn't get to play in the tournament, but like everyone knows, we were a lock. Like, no, no doubt about it. What if he doesn't develop the three-point shot? He's a year older. What if he? Do, what if his stats don't improve? Obviously, even if his stats don't improve, like, and we assume they will, Illinois is going to be great. But regardless, this is a risk for him, and it's a risk for Kofi, too. I think way less of a risk for Kofi, right, Gabby, just because a year older for him. Like, obviously, you know, a year older in the NBA hurts your draft stock. But, like, for someone like Kofi, that's going to do a sophomore bigs in the Big Ten. But there there is risk for Io. So, Illinois fans, like – he, I know that Brad Underwood talked about getting the statue if he wins this national championship. This guy might get it anyways because we do not deserve him and his leadership. Just him as a person. Mm-hmm. Io is fantastic. He's – what a man. Well, I think with the whole Kofi thing, I think you're definitely right. Like, Io's draft stock can, like, really be altered this year. And either way, depending on either what way. it does. Yeah. But it could – 
go even further down in a negative way if he doesn't improve. Because if he doesn't improve, scouts, NBA teams are going to be like, oh, he's plateaued. You know, like he's kind of flattened out. There's no, there's no more up for him. Io has to make a huge jump this year. And, I mean, we've seen him on Twitter. Everybody's seen him on Twitter. He's working out every day. He's in the gym every day. He's committed to his dream of the NBA. I don't see him not progressing, um, but it is a risk. I don't think Kofi coming back is really taking a risk at all, considering his draft stock was very low this year, and there was a very, very low chance of him even getting drafted this year. And I think no one really expected Kofi to be one and done anyways. I think it's really hard for a guy like him to be one and done just because he has to develop more of a – like more quickness and he has to you know get his body right yeah he's always been a big dude but you can't just be a big dude you need to be strong quick lean you need to be a big dude in the right way and you also need to develop some sort of an outside shot some sort of an outside game like you look at a Luca Garza why is he so good because he has it all that's what I mean not saying Kofi's gonna get to Luca Garza level because I don't think he will on like the outside and the perimeter game aspect but if you can develop that a little and show NBA teams, show some scouts that, you know what, I can hit a three if I need to hit a three. I can defend the three if I need to defend the three. That's the biggest thing is Kofi can learn to defend the perimeter and defend the three and defend Luca Garza from that jump shot. I mean, that's killer. And that's, I mean, we know the NBA nowadays, it's three, three, threes. Like that's all it is. Not all it is, but I mean, the outside shot and the long shot is so big in the NBA if you can be a big guy and be so strong in the outside, but bring that permanent game, I mean, his draft stock will improve, I think. I don't see it going down at all, unless obviously he has like an injury or something, but that's completely normal. Um, but I don't know. I think you are right that it is a risk for Io, but he's clearly such a like well-thought-out guy, and he thinks every decision out – with his family, with his people. So if he thinks this is the right decision, then I think there's a reason to have confidence in that decision. Yeah, I totally agree, Gabby. And now, you know, his new hashtag that he put out tonight, God, I love this guy. Let's make history. And the, and the first eye in history is, the, is like the black eye. So again, shout out Io. Now, I think that another thing he thought about is like, he wasn't going to come back unless Kofi was coming back. Another person I think he also talked to was Adam Miller, right? I, I want to talk about Adam for a second. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about he, her later starting. You what? think he talked to him? I think he definitely talked to Adam because everyone knows that he was signing late because of Io. And I think that Io probably talked to Adam was just like, hey, dude, like, this is what's going to go on. And some people, you know, I talked to, I have a group chat of huge line sports fans. And someone said, you know, is Adam mad? And they said, doesn't seem like it not many people get the chance to play for a national championship in their life, right? That's mm -hmm. part of the reason I think Kofi's coming back and more the reason Adam Miller's going to be happy about this. Cause you know, he signed and he was going to stay, but let's say he doesn't get to start right now that I was back and he's a sixth man. He will get minutes, Gabby. We know this. Alan Griffin's gone. We need three point shooting. Not many, no, how many people get to say they actually competed for a national championship? Not many people. So regardless, this, like, I think this is good for Adam Miller because he's going to be a winner. Imagine if he's a sixth or fifth man on a national championship team, winning team or final four team as a freshman. And then next year he takes over averages 22 and Illinois is like a top three team in the big 10. I just think that, you know, 
he, I was probably like, Adam, are you like, I just want to talk to you. Kofi, you're going to come back. Let's do this. Let's win a national championship. That is his goal. National championship. Yeah. That is his reach. It would be great for the program. It would be great for every player, even Adam Miller. And I think that they can make it happen. I don't necessarily know if I agree that you, like, you think he talked to Adam before. I could see. More of, I mean, more of like a heads up. No, I know what you're saying, but I don't know because like in the nicest way, I doesn't owe Adam anything. Like that's Io's team. That's not Adam's team yet. Like, yeah, next year it could be Adam's team, but that's still Io's team if Io wants that team. And he clearly does. So I don't know if he necessarily owes Adam the courtesy of even being like, hey, just a heads up, I will be back this year. Um, just because that's, I'm sure he contacted Adam after, um, just to kind of be like, Hey, how are you like, just happy. Like, I'm happy, you know, maybe we get the chance to play together, you know, whatever. But I think I, I agree that this is a good thing for Adam too. I mean, you could see him enter the transfer portal this week. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he stayed because. Wait, even with his reaction on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, he could be happy for him, but still want to, like, move on. You know what I mean? Like, he's a guy who he could go to most other schools and be a certified starter based on, you know, like, AAU and high school and everything and his projections. Like, he could start pretty much anywhere he wanted to. So I don't know if he's going to be comfortable riding the bench at Illinois behind the guy he had always been in the shadows of in high school, you know, in Chicago. I'm not saying he's going to think of it like that, and maybe he will end up saying it, and that'd be great for, obviously, the program, the future of the program. And I think it'd be good for him. I don't see him as a one-and-done. Um, I know that's probably what he wants to be. I mean, who doesn't want to be a one-and-done? And I think there's a potential for him to be just based on his projected abilities. I don't think he's a one-and-done, so I don't think it'd be bad for him to – you know, be a bench player, still be a big role player, you know, be the sixth, seventh man, whatever, come off the bench and get valuable experience behind valuable veterans. And most likely, if nothing goes seriously wrong, valuable post postseason experience. I mean, if everything goes according to plan, Illinois is a lock in the NCAA tournament. So you're going to get, whether you're coming off the bench or you're a starter, you're going to get March Madness experience I mean and then you take over that team your sophomore year and you know you keep a same core group of guys you know you're keeping Curbelo most likely Georgie you know you're gonna get Luke Good um the four-star kid so I think if you're Adam Miller it's very smart to stay but I would not be shocked at all to see him leave so usually we agree on everything on this so I'm happy we disagree a little bit and that's a good thing I I would be extremely shocked if he left. And I mean that sincerely. I think that it would be very dumb of him to stay. Like, also, like, his reputation. Like, imagine just because he's not the big guy on campus for one year, because of Star's return, he, like, goes to Arizona State or something. Like, I don't know. I think that'd be a really bad look for him. And that's why I'd be so surprised. I think it'd be – I agree that it'd be a bad look. But does he care? Like, I'm sure he cares about his image, but – at the same time, does he care if he's getting the minutes and the starting time he's going to get? Because either way, Illinois fans being mad at him and thinking he's not a good person isn't going to stop him from getting to the NBA elsewhere. So True. I see your point, and trust me, I think it'd be a good idea for him to stay, but again, I just wouldn't be shocked 
iffy long because I felt like that's just what we heard all the time was, you know, if Io stays, Adam's gone, you know, type of thing. Like, he doesn't want to be in Io's shadows anymore, which is totally respectable, but I don't think it's smart for him to leave. Um, I think we need to talk about potential starting lineup. That I was just about to say. I think that on the topic of Adam, we should tr- straight, yeah. This changed a lot. I mean, I know we've, before all this, I think we had a very similar starting lineup. Kofi, DeMonte, Trent, Curbelo. And Adam. And Adam. Or, no. Yeah. I feel like we didn't have Adam starting. Who are we forgetting? I definitely did. If Kofi stayed and I didn't, I 100% said Curbelo, Trent, Adam, DeMonte, Kofi. Because Georgie wasn't in there. Hutcherson wasn't in there. Obviously, Coleman Hawkins wasn't in there. Who would we have been forgetting? Maybe I put Hutcherson in. Wouldn't you put him in instead of DeMonte, though? Either way, either way. Either we, way. Yeah, so but obviously – Nothing's changed. They're changed so, now. Because, like, as we saw last year, right, the starting lineup to start the season was Trent, Io, Georgie, Kofi, and then who was the three? It wasn't Felice. No. It wasn't Allen. No, it was Felice because Felice stopped. That was at the end of the year. The end of the year was Felice, Trent, Io, DeMonte, and Kofi. What are we missing? No, I think it was was Trent, Io, DeMonte, Georgie, Kofi. I think DeMonte started the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Because Georgie yeah. and Kofi started together. Yes, you're totally and then, right. And then in the weirdest way possible, jo- Andres replaced Georgie. But we went small, right? Yeah, and it worked. So, so, And obviously that'll lead into what we think for our predictions. But you want to go first? You want to give a prediction? Sure. So I'm going to go, obviously, considering Kofi's probably going to come back. Kofi, obviously at your five. I think you keep DeMonte at your four because, you know – it's hard because we know DeMonte's not an offensive threat. He's just not. I mean, he can make a couple threes here and there. He can make a couple shots here and there. But if you're a team, you're not scouting him as an offensive threat. He's a huge defensive threat. And I think that's why Underwood loves him. And that's why Underwood's going to start him. I think he's he proved himself last year as a need on defense. So I think you see him at the four again. And then I think you see Io, obviously, Curbelo. And I think you see Trent and Adam fighting for that spot. I mean, beginning of the season, my guess is Trent, just because Adam's going to be, like, unproven. You know, he has to work for it. But if I'm Trent, like, I am hustling this offseason. Like, I am grinding this offseason because your spot is not secure. It's not. And that's – I mean, I know he's a senior, and I know, but also – if you have a guy, like if Curbelo or Miller can fill that guard defensive role that Trent has, like I was a great defender, but he's like Trent is a better defender. So if you have, if Curbelo, say Curbelo steps up and becomes a Trent like defender, Trent's not in your starting lineup. Right. And that's just, like, I mean, because you know, you have DeMonte to guard your bigger forwards on defense. Obviously, he those are the guys he's gonna lock down, but Trent always locked down those fast guards. So you're gonna need a guy like that on the floor just because you know Underwood, his philosophy is defense first, whatever. But if Curbelo or Miller really pushes himself and works to be that key defender guy at the guard position, 
Trent's got to be worried. I mean, I think you start Trent at the beginning of the season just because experience, um, and he proved himself last year as, you know, he can do whatever you need him to do. But I, I see Adam coming off the bench first next year. With All right, so Hutcherson close, close behind. So I'll give you three. What I want, what I think we're going to see at the beginning of the year, and what I think we're going to see at the end of the year. Okay. I will start with what I want. Um, Corbello with the one, Trent at the two, Iowa at the three, Demonte at the four, and Kofi at the five. That's what I want. That's, okay. I think, you know, that small lineup with Adam coming off the bench. He's, and Adam's going to get more minutes than Demonte. That's what I – like, if I were the coach, that's what I'd be doing. Okay. Uh, here's what I think we're going to see to start the year. Miller was a higher recruit than Curbelo, and I think that he might come in with just a little bit more natural talent. So I actually think that to start the year, Brad's going to go Trent at the one, Miller at the two, Io at the three, DeMonte at the four, and Kofi at the five. And then later on through the year, Curbelo, like – there's there's going to be no reason not to start Cabello, right? Like, we think that there's going to be a Cassius comparison. So, I think he'll get in there. Probably Miller at the two, Io at the three, DeMonte at the four, and Kofi at the five. Because if Trent really cares and if he's a leader, he will be okay getting off the bench if that's better mm-hmm. for the team. Then, obviously, we could see at the end of the year the lineup that I want. But, I like, Brad has a lot of options here. Mm-hmm. Like, they definitely have the best backcourt in the country, right? Like, I don't think it's a question. Yeah. Io, Trent, Corbello, Miller, Hutcherson, DeMonte, if you want to consider him or not. Like, the backcourt's nasty. It's better than Iowa's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, he's got a lot of options. But, hey, it's good we're talking all these, right? Now, I'm happy none of, like, we didn't say Georgie for any of them because I love the man, but he's just not good enough right now. But they have many lineups they could do. We're going to see a lot of lineups. The practices are going to be disgustingly hard, I think. And whoever gets it is going to earn the minutes. And just because you're not starting doesn't mean you're not going to play more minutes either. So they're in a good position. The only – I'm trying to think of just, like, some different types of lineups that he could go with. If he wants to go – if Underwood wants to go bigger, I could see this. And this, I don't – I don't know. I'm very – I'm not saying that I think this would be a good idea, but I think it would be worth playing with in practice. Kofi at the five. Hutcherson at the four, DeMonte at the three, and then either, I know, either Io and Corbello or Io or, and Miller. Very, I don't know how I feel about it, but if you're looking for a more, like a more sizable lineup to what most of the Big Ten is going to bring, I mean, if Hutcherson is as good as we're hearing he's going to be, why don't you start him to go a little bigger? And then you you have a shooter in Hutcherson, and then you have a shooter – I mean, you have a scorer in Iowa. I mean, he's going to get to the basket. And then if you want to go for a more guard-like position, you go Curbelo. If you want to go for more of a shooter, you go Miller. So I don't love the lineup, and I don't think it would necessarily happen. But I think you're right. There's so many options. And, you know, we might be overthinking it. And maybe Underwood already – not that he already knows, but that he already has a good idea of what he's going to do. You know, I'm sure he's been planning this for a while for every case. But there's a lot of options, especially if a guy like Hutcherson or Grandison comes out of the gates just, like, on fire. Like, like I mean, I don't think they're going to be on fire, but we've heard a lot of really good things and positive feedback from their sit-out years so I wouldn't be surprised if one of them comes out really really good 
and possibly earns that starting four position. And then you move DeMonte to the three, so you still have him for defense. But that does just shorten up your backcourt and limit your backcourt a little on the scoring end. But defensively, I think that'd be a really nasty lineup just because Hutcherson's long, so he's going to get in the way. He's going to get in the passing lane. So, I, you know, that's a plus. But I don't know. It's exciting to think about that there's a lot of different lineup scenarios you could go with. I think the obvious is the ones we kind of both stated, the Kofi, the DeMonte, and then Io, Curbelo, Miller, Trent, whoever fills that third spot. Um, but it's going to be interesting. And it's going to – I think you mentioned this, the practices. Like, those practices, you're going to have two very close to equal teams. Oh, 100%. I mean, you're going to have a dogfight in practice every day, and that's what makes a team so much better. Like, if you can have that level of competition in a practice – and these guys are already competitive on their own. And then you bring you bring Io and you bring Kofi back – and now people are really, really, really fighting for a starting spot for playing time. I mean, that's just creating such an incredible atmosphere. And you're bringing a lot of the same guys back, so there's already that chemistry there. Like, there's already chemistry with Hutcherson and Grandison. That's already there. You knew Miller and Corballo have been coming for a while. You know, I'm sure they've been building that chemistry through – texting through zoom through facetime through whatever 2k probably i'm sure they do like this team i think is gonna be so close off the court and i think that's just me really exciting to watch on the court no i totally agree i i also think a starting lineup we could see to start the year is no miller and Carbello, right what if we went uh by we i mean brad underwood in illinois of course <laughs> Uh, Trent Frazier at the one, Iowa at the two, DeMonte and Hutcherson three, four, and then Kofi yeah. five. I mean, if you want to go all experience just to start the year and, you know, let the little guys just like see the older guys like play with the ropes, I could totally see that too. But I actually disagree. I don't think Brad has any idea what starting lineup he's going to do. You know, obviously there's so much in the air. Like, he, like there's a very real chance, Gabby, that we could have seen Georgie starting again. And I, I love Georgie. I, I said this before. I love the guy. I've met him more than a few times, and he's been nothing but nice to me. But he took a step back last year, and that's really, really, you know, disappointing. But imagine if he comes back stronger. Um, Gabby, I know that, like, we're totally, like, not even considering the idea of Georgie starting. But imagine if something happens here, and he, like, is that awesome power forward for us. I don't think it's going to happen, and especially, like, the way his style is. We can't expect him to totally change his style because of the, like, obviously, freshman year, totally different rule. Kofi comes in, he has to change. But what if he did change? I mean, what if Georgie can actually play a power forward role? Because, you know, we're going to get to this in a little bit, especially I want to cover when we do our Big Ten predictions, you know, our rerun with this. But we didn't get EJ Lydell, right? I think the one thing that this team is totally missing, you know, everyone has a chink in their armor, but if it's one thing for Illinois, it's that, it's that like, stretch four slash power forward, and that's what E.J. Lydell would have given you. And shout out Underwood, you know, he did a great job. I'm not going to blame him for not getting him. But what if, you know, Georgie can come and surprise us and play that role? Not many people are high in this guy that I'm about to say, but Coleman Hawkins could potentially, if he beefs up, play that role. I don't think this year he's going to do that, but 
so what, what I'm trying to say here is, it, like, at the end of the day, we don't know what the lineup is going to be. Gabby, we can make predictions all the time, and I know you totally agree with me. We have no clue what's going to happen. Brad's going to pull some tricks. Those practices are going to be, like I said, disgustingly hard and competitive. The team chemistry is going to be through the roof. So whatever team produces the best offense, and I know we said this last year, starting lineup is different than a key lineup, but I trust Underwood, and we're going to see a lot of different things here. So I'm trying to – go through scholarships right now. Sure. Because I know that's one thing that seems a little up in the air. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to go through, write some things down. So you have 13 scholarships, right? Uh, and I we have 14 guys, assuming Kofi comes back, correct? Because who – I'm missing someone. So we have Io, Kofi, Trent, DeMonte, Miller, Curbelo, Hutcherson, Grandison, Georgie, Coleman Hawkins, BBV, Jermaine Hamlin. Who am I missing? All right, I'm gonna go through this real quick, and you're going to, uh, and you're gonna check it off. Okay? okay. Hold on one sec. Trent Frazier. Yep. Grandison. Yep. Griffith is on. He's a walk-on, so he doesn't count. Yep. Io. Yep. BBV. Yep. Georgie. Yep. Demonte. Yep. We're gonna say Kofi. Yep. Hutcherson. Yep. Not Tyler Underwood. Nope. Jermaine. Yep. Um, Miller. Yeah. Curbelo. Mm-hmm. Grandison. No, we already have him. Yep. Brandon Lieb. But that's 13. Do we only have 12? Am I going hmm. insane? No, you're not. Are we um, going Okay, Trent. Yeah. Grand Grandison. <laughs> Lieb. Yeah. BBV, Georgie, DeMonte, Kofi, Hutcherson, Jermaine, Curbelo, Coleman Hawkins. Did you get him? Mm-hmm. Adam. Okay, then we must, I don't know. We know there's a roster spot missing. Sorry to everyone listening to the podcast that thinks yeah, Gabby and I are stupid. We are. Us. We're psyched yeah. right now. Uh, are we just, is there only 12 spots or something? Okay, the point is we're missing. Like, we're over a scholarship spot. We know this. Piper has been the big one that's been reporting on this. So we know that they, they're over one. Um, so what are they going to do, Gabby? I don't know. I mean... I was talking to um, actually Isaac Trotter about this and he brought up, you know, probably putting Lieb on walk-on status would make sense because you assume you put him on walk-on, he'll probably only be a walk-on for a year. And assuming you have enough scholarships the following year, um, you go with, you put him back on scholarship, not saying that that's set in stone what they're going to do, but I think that's a good idea. And I think that would make the most sense. But again, if you see, like, a, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if you see Miller. I mean, the only other person you could see maybe look into the transfer portal, I would assume BBV, just because he's still unproven and who knows what kind of playing time he's going to get this year or Jermaine Hamlin. You know, if either of them decide to go to more of like a mid-major D1 school and actually get like more meaningful minutes. Um I could see either of them, but I don't know if I can see any besides Miller, any of like your big 
potential starting, potential sixth, seventh men off the bench type of guy leaving. What do you think? I think that it's way too late for someone to transfer. I just don't think anyone's leaving. So I agree with you that it's probably going to be Brandon who's going to do the walk-on. He's probably going to redshirt anyways, and he's been open about that. And I, you told me this earlier, Gabby, we're pretty sure his family comes from wealth. So one year of tuition at the University of Illinois in-state isn't going to hurt him. And he'll get the scholarship next year, right? Because obviously, like, I think we can say set in stone right now. Like, Kofi and I are not coming back next year. So that opens another spot. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's what they're going to do. You know, it's not a big deal. Obviously, they wouldn't have signed Brandon if they didn't assume that they'd like they'd have a problem you know if I own Kofi came back and like I said Brand this Brandon Lieb kid he's he's been really nice he's been open to all the interviews we know how hard he works uh so yeah that, that's what I think they do I don't think there's a ton to it it's obviously an important topic but assuming no one transfers yeah probably gonna walk on off of him and then you know not a full scholarship yeah I would agree I mean I don't think there's reason to be too worried about having like a Trent or even like a Georgie or Hutcherson Grannison, I obviously wouldn't see them transferring considering they already did. Um, so I wouldn't be too worried as an Illini fan about like losing a big piece. Again, the only one I could see at this point would probably be Miller just based on like past information that we've heard, um, you know, on them not really wanting or, you know, just not wanting to be in the shadows. But not that they don't want to play together, but, just the understanding that he, you know, was kind of behind Io in high school and in their hometown. So I think it makes total sense. Um, so let's talk about where Illinois now stands in potential Big Ten rankings. Obviously very pre, 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 pre-season rankings. Yeah. But like every college basketball fan, we're crazy and we're obviously going to think about it months out because of what else are we going to do? Um but we talked about this before, and we mentioned—I think it was a few episodes ago—and you know, me and Josh yeah. are very anti-Indiana and Wisconsin. We don't. We that was yeah. So, all things considered, Kofi and Io, con- considering everyone's back, no one's transferring. How high can this Illinois team be? Where do you think they move to, and who do you think shifts? Right. So. Just to start this, are we're gonna assume Garza stays, correct? Yes. And then I want to go to over to Ohio State. Are we gonna? We're assuming Wesson is gone, correct? Caleb Wesson, Andre yeah. Wesson, they're gone. Yeah. yeah. I, I because I'm looking again. We went over Rothstein's college hoops mm-hmm. today. I'm gonna stick on the same you know okay. list that he had, right? And obviously, he was assuming that Iowa was gone. Yes. So I want to go through this again. Let's look at the starting five for Iowa. Okay. Jordan Bohannon, I can't believe they get him back. C.J. Frederick, Joe Wisecamp, Connor McCaffrey, Luca Garza. Pair that up against, you know, Corbello slash Trent, Trent slash Miller, Io, DeMonte slash Hutcherson, and Kofi. What do you like, Gabby? Mm-hmm. Iowa's going to be good. I was going to be very good. I was going to be really good. Um, I don't see Luca Garza letting the Big Ten slip from him. Um, I agree. But can I say, so my biggest criticism with Kofi this past year, besides his inability to to make close-up hook shots, was his defense on other big guys. 
but the way he played Luca Garza in his last college basketball game his freshman year was pretty damn good. And he blocked him to hit the last shot. If Kofi can play the way against Iowa he did on March 8th, 2020, I think I take Illinois here. And honestly, that's not a biased pick. Like the guard play on both teams is fantastic. But if Kofi can keep up with Garza on the outside and play defense the way he did, because essentially it's the same it's the same Iowa team. You just add Bohannon in there, but they have shooters anyways. But then Illinois gets both Curbelo and um, Miller, and you lose Felice, but that's where Curbelo comes into play. I yeah, think I, mean, I like Illinois, but I can't say that confidently because I think that they're going to play two amazing games this year. I know. I think whatever happens, it's going to be – down to the buzzer um and I think I could see them tying for Big Ten championship I mean I just I don't as much as I don't see Luca Garza giving up the Big Ten I don't see Io giving up the Big Ten no way and I think that's the problem we're gonna run into is like both of those guys are fighting for so much and both of those guys you know have the backstory and have the like return and everything um I, it just depends how much Garza progresses and how, I mean, Garza's going to get his points. He's going to get his points, but can Kofi minimize them to where he's not scoring 25? He's not scoring 30 at Illinois. You know, he's going to, he's going to score 15, maybe 20, but if Kofi can minimize that and get his own points, you're going to have our, or you're going to have Illinois guards beat out their guards. So if Kofi can kind of minimize that out, kind of even Garza's playing field out, I think we, you could see Illinois taking the game by like two, one, three, one, two, three points, however many. But I think it does, as much as it comes down to Illinois guard play, and you know, you have to, just because Illinois is stacked with guards doesn't mean they're all going to play well all the time. So if you have Illinois guards come out, shine like they should, and you have Kofi score in like double figures and minimize Garza's production, I know that's a lot of factors, but I think I, I want to go Illinois. I do want to go Illinois. Um, I just think there's, there's going to be something different in the water for Illinois this year. And I think getting robbed of the tournament run this past year and then having the return of Io and hopefully Kofi and, you know, hopefully having Miller and Curbelo and just, there's me this different hype about this Illinois team, but like last year when they got the hype, they remained very humble and didn't really slide much. Obviously they went on a couple game losing streak, but that's normal after winning what seven games in a row. Like yeah. you're going to have that. There's going to be that balance. Um, so I, I don't want to get too high on Illinois, just and I don't want to get too biased either, but I think it's hard to deny that there's going to be a different feeling surrounding that team. And just what I mentioned earlier, like the whole team chemistry thing, that plays such a huge role. And I think this team is just there's, – there's going to be no one that it's like – like they're – I don't think they're going to upset anyone. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to go into every game competitive and with the high ability to win, um, all things considered, and everyone staying healthy, things like that. So I feel like at this point in time, I would probably have to go Illinois. But, again, there's, like, no shock if 
Iowa and Garza came in and, you know, took the Big Ten title and, you know, Illinois said number two. I don't see Illinois finishing any less than top three. Um, I mean, what, what do you think, like, is the lowest they could go? I'm going to, like, okay, Michigan State, like, I know that this is going to be their, you know, they have the, all the five-star recruits, so this is their, like, lowest year, but no one's ever surprised if Michigan State even goes to the Final Four. Like, mm-hmm. they won as a seven seed in 2015. They beat Duke two years ago to go to the Final Four. Like, come on. They're, they're insane. So I'm going to go the lowest I can see is three just because of the Michigan State factor. Another thing I wanted to say about Iowa is that Bohannon, Frederick, Wisecamp, and McCaffrey – Four fantastic players. All credit to them. I think that Coach McCaffrey has done a great job with them. But they don't get to the basket very well, right, Gabby? Only Gab Garza is going to be able to score at the basket super well. Trent can play defense. Io can play defense. DeMonte can play defense. Apparently, Hutchison can play defense. If they stay high on these guys and Kofi doesn't allow Garza to score 40, that's when I, you know, if Illinois' defense is, you know, on top of their game, and I think that Brad will adjust to that this year the way he did, like, how it was at home this year, because obviously, yeah, Iowa City was a mess. But if they can do that combined with our defense and Io's ability to get to the basket, Miller's ability to score, Trent's floater, like, that's when I can really see Illinois beating this IO team close but it's also like worth noting and I think that you and I both think this Iowa and Illinois they're not going undefeated in the Big Ten like they're going to lose games to Michigan State probably you could lose to an Ohio State like you're going to lose at these teams but if you come out of there with only like two or three losses man that I think that's like a clear number one so I think it's going to be fun I think Underwood's a better coach than McCaffrey I struggle to trust Underwood's strategy sometime I'm not sure he's the best strategist but that comes with learning your team and if he adds that element to his coaching game, I, I will take Illinois over Iowa. But like I said, no one's surprised if Iowa just runs their way through the through the Big Ten. Okay, do you think there's any, like, I know you mentioned Michigan State, but do you think there's any, like, sleepers that could potentially, like, knock Illinois or knock an Iowa? Um, the way Rutgers plays defense, I could just see them shutting them down a couple times. You know, Harper and Baker are really, really good. And, if they do what they did at home, I could see Rutgers. I'm not saying I'm predicting it all. I'm going through the list here again. Not Indiana, Ohio State. I just can't see it, even though I really like Ohio State here. No, I think that if Illinois falls any further than three, I am pretty pretty darn surprised. We, we Someone would have to get injured, I think. What about you? No, I mean, I think I talked about it um, – on the podcast when we originally uh, went through this. With Brandon? Yeah, I think Ohio State has potential, but I think you're relying a lot on A.J. Liddell to, like, have a major breakthrough this season. Not saying that he can't, but I'm, like, in my opinion, in my opinion, I'm putting a lot of eggs in A.J. Liddell's basket if they're going to top Illinois in the Big Ten. But I think, like you said, like, I mean, the Big Ten's always competitive, and you saw it this year, especially at the beginning, how hard it is to win um, on the road. So I think you're you're obviously maybe we might not see it now, but there's going to be that sleeper team or two that you know is going to make a run. I mean, every you know you and I are on the same page, but everybody's so high on Wisconsin. 
personally don't see them um, getting through Illinois or Iowa, but a lot of people do. So I think that's kind of hard to dismiss. I know you and I have a different opinion, but I mean, I just, Ohio State would be mine potentially, but again, lots of things have to happen. And then potentially Wisconsin, I guess, but I'm just personally not super high on them. Well, hey, listen, no one was high in Illinois last year, and we could have won the conference last year. We didn't, and we got fourth, and that was very deserving, but we were not projected any higher than six from anyone last year, and look what we did. So, like I said, Rutgers is my team that I think could. I'd be surprised, but I could still see it happening. But, yeah, you – I mean, do we even have to get into it? Like, I just don't understand the Wisconsin hype. I mean, I know that they're number two, and some people have them as high as, like, 11 in their preseason rankings. I just don't see it. Like. I think that this Illinois team, especially now with Io coming back, is miles ahead of where Wisconsin's would be. They're well coached, and Reavers is good, but I don't see it. Well, yeah, I'm excited. I hope uh, John Rothstein or someone puts out a different, um, an updated, I'm sure they will at some point, an updated version of these rankings, just so we can kind of come back and after all the news settles, see where you know, people think Illinois could now land with Iowa and Kofi back. So I think that'll be interesting, and we'll obviously have to circle back to that. Okay, so moving past the Big Ten, where do you think the ceiling is for an Illinois team now with Iowa and Kofi? Well, I mean, Iowa said it, right? The ceiling's a national championship. They are playing for a national championship, and that that leads us into the national rankings that I want to talk about. So I think that... I was looking at one from NBC Sports, and then the one I have here is uh, ESPN's from May 20th. And Gonzaga and Villanova are, like, the clear number one and two, and I agree with that. I'm a little bit higher than Villanova, but ESPN has Gonzaga one, Villanova two, and Baylor three. And Baylor's the clear number three, I think. I'm fine with those. ESPN has Virginia four, and then Iowa five. And... Tony Bennett's one of my favorite coaches in college basketball. Well, we said, right, we're going to go Illinois over Iowa. So just as far as like a preseason ranking goes, four or five. I mean, I'd be happy with, I think, eight and under. You know, I'd be okay with. But You're talking like number four, not fourth, like not fourth, like. No, I'm talking number four in the country. Number. Like I'm talking one or two seed. I think that my prediction for this year is is going to be one or two seed, like interesting mi- minimum three seed. I yeah, like Virginia's a great coach, but I've looked at the roster and I think that Illinois matches up with them pretty well. You know, Virginia plays defense like no other. But if we're saying Illinois is higher than five and ESPN has Iowa, I'm sorry. If we're saying Illinois is better than Iowa and ESPN has Iowa number five, right? Mm-hmm. top five in the country for preseason that's just a start you know teams go on it's the season's a roller coaster we're going to go up and down but to start the season and to end the season definitely ranked in the top five or ten one or two seeds my prediction okay I agree top ten I don't know I don't know preseason I don't think they'll be I think they'll be between five and ten um yeah I think as much as, you know, we're very high in Illinois, I'm not sure how other people really feel. And obviously, it's, you can't deny how good Illinois is going to be this year. But 
a team like a Gonzaga, Villanova, they're so proven at that level. Of course, yeah. So I think you're not going to see a top five preseason prediction for Illinois just because they're the whole team is very unproven. I mean, none of the team has ever been to a NCAA championship, like NCAA tournament game. I mean, they should have this year. We know that, but like, they have not played in in a game. So I think they're very unproven and they're still on the younger side team, especially if, you know, you're banking on Miller and Curbella, Curbello. Um, so preseason, I could see even close to like a 12, a 15, um, definitely top 25, obviously. Um, but I could see preseason people just falling back on them a little just because they're very unproven. I think tournament prediction I would say between five and eight overall. So, you know, I'll go like a six or a seven. Um, I think, and I six know. Six or seven seed? No, 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 no. Like sixth or seventh rank. Oh, like, like ranked nationally. So, yeah, one or, yeah, okay. Number six. So, probably like a number two seed. Sure. Yeah. At Not worst, if, if, at if worst, we win the Big Ten, a one. Yeah. Right? At yeah. worst, number three. I mean, yeah. if we win the Big Ten, I would have to say either, like, overall four or five. I could see them teetering to that five spot just depending on how other teams do. Um, but if we do fall behind Iowa, I could see, like, an overall six and overall seven and overall eight. So, like, teetering between a two and a three seat. Um, yeah. I think anything above a five seat, like a number – like a fifth seed – is disrespectful to this team um but I could also I mean things happen you know things happen so I could see like a three or four seed um being possible again potentially a five at the worst but I think it's disrespectful to think that they'd be what they because they're now a seven like before all this happened I think that ESPN bracket had them at as a number seven seed um no 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 absolutely not I think, again, high or, like, lowest I would go would be a five. Um, I'm very, very – you'd be hard to convince me that they'd be a one, like, one seed. Um, but I could easily see a two or a three. Yeah, I mean, my personal predictions are very different than what I think we're going to see. I think they're – yeah, I think that the – like, they're going to come into the season ranked around ten, right, give or take three, four spots, whatever, and that's fine, like – rankings don't matter right until you play the games I'm like and obviously like we follow Illinois basketball closer than anyone probably I'd be surprised if there are people that follow it you know a lot closer than we do so it's just how how awesome is it to just be talking about this how does it sound Illinois is a top 10 team in the country hovering around a one two three seed like two or three years ago I don't think Gabby we had like any thoughts of this potentially happening and this one man Iodasunmo I would assume it was changing everything. I mean, that's like, I think it was hard at first. I mean, you always knew once Io committed that he was going to change the program, but I think he's done it at in such a, just like a mature, such a, like, you just want to root for him kind of way. Um, and I think he has surprised us all. He surprised everybody with a year two. I think it's less surprising, but then he shocked us with a year three. And I think – Shocked. Shocked is right. And I, 
and I get it. Like, I'm sure he's, you know, has been hearing back from NBA scouts and people and just like, you know what, potentially you might not get drafted. And he wants to get drafted. His goal is NBA, but his goal has always also been a national championship at Illinois. And I think it is really exciting to talk about an Illinois team moving past even like Big Ten rankings. Like, I don't even care about what they're Big Ten ranking is going to be preseason because it's going to be one, two, or three. Um, But the fact that, you know, we get to talk about this Illinois team as a potential national championship contender, I mean, that's not far-fetched. Obviously, is it going to be super, super hard to achieve that? Yeah, just because Illinois is very unproven at that level. But there's history at Illinois. Like, there's that – potential national championship history again I go back to my psychic 16 year thing um but it's legit and I think Iodesumu is legit and I think this team is going to be very very legit um and I'm excited I'm excited and yeah we're very long months away um and who knows what's going to happen so again wear your mask please so we can get to see this Illinois basketball team in action but you're right. It's very exciting and it's really cool. And it's just, it feels good because this Illinois team really missed out this past year. Like not saying that they were national championship contenders at all by any means, but they could have made a deep run into the tournament. And I think we all firmly believe that. And I think we also saw part of that at the TBT tournament with Felice and just the energy he had. So I, I, I'm really happy, and I'm happy for this Illinois team. I'm happy for Illinois fans, just college basketball in general, because college basketball just gained a super, super competitive Big Ten team. And, I mean, obviously the Big Ten's always competitive, but we're at a different level now. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that last year the team obviously got robbed. Now, I do strongly believe if they play, I was 100% gone, and Kofi 50-50 is gone now. But I just – I, I – I think that this is so awesome. If we want to make another comparison to 05, Darren Williams announced he came back for a third year. So maybe it's the third year magic. And he obviously he ended up being the third pick in the draft. And I was not going to go that high. Right. Mm-hmm. I, his, I think his ceiling is about 20th pick, maybe like mid to late first round. I think that's his yeah. ceiling as of right now, which obviously is great. I think that a great situation for IO to get drafted is late first round so that he can go to a contending team that can develop him. And I think that's perfect for him. And I think that he knows that. Um, so, but yeah, back to what I was saying, the comparison with, oh, five, you have your guards, like backcourt heavy, Illinois backcourt heavy, Darren Williams announced a third year, Iowa announced a third year, Bruce Weber, obviously they weren't his recruits, but he's an awesome floor coach. I think that we see the same thing in Underwood. I don't know. 16 years, Gabby. I don't know if it's just 1230 in the morning or this, or you're making sense, but I agree. I agree. I'm very, like, very superstitious, very, like, fate, all that stuff. I strongly, strongly, like, feel that energy. Um, so, I don't know. It's exciting. I think it's just really exciting. And, I'm, like I said, I'm really happy. And I'm happy that Io got to – obviously, if Piper said, you know, he heard something um, earlier in the day. But usually, it's like, something gets tweeted out by, like, a big – a yeah. big time reporter, like a John Rothstein type of thing. So I'm happy Io got to do it in his own way. And he always surprises us with like a cool video. It was very simple this time, just him kind of playing basketball and then announcing at the end. But 
I think he always gives Illinois fans what they want to hear. And Illinois fans do not, not that they don't deserve him, but because they do, they've been through enough. But I think, I think there's going to be a really cool season ahead of us. Yeah, I agree. Going back to the, uh, like, the thing about how no one tweeted it, I think that, you know, he talked to Underwood, maybe someone heard, but I, I agree. I'm so happy that he got to do it himself. He loves surprising us. He makes a name for himself. His branding is through the roof. He's he's super smart. I know you had a class with him, Gabby, right? Freshman year, the J199 class with Gene. I know that he was good in that class. He enjoyed it. I think that he's a stand-up guy. He's a great athlete. He's going to do big things one day. And Illinois is the luckiest school in the world to be able to to be able to host this kid and it's clear how much he loves Illinois and cares about Illinois right like yeah. any real fan if he would have left would have like would have been like Io thank you so much you owe us nothing have fun in the NBA you're gonna do great things he cares so much I mean his video when he announced he was declaring like I love you guys I'm not hiring an agent and now he's back he just he cares so much I just I can't say enough about him I've gotten to talk to him myself like we had him on the podcast once no one can argue that the dude isn't stand up. Exactly. Totally agree. Well, I think that just about wraps things up. Any last words before we ship your kidney? Um, yeah, so I got a surgery tomorrow morning. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I got a. I went out for a haircut today and I had my Illini shirt on and my Illini mask. And during the Cubs game, I didn't even put Cubs stuff on. I was wearing my Illini. And then about the third inning, the announcement came out. So it was meant to be. It's an Illini day. Wow. Great day for great day for the school. Um, yeah, Josh and I are beefing because the Pirates lost to the Cubs today. Um, so we're low key yeah. beefing. He doesn't know it, but I just told him. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so again, if you don't hear from, if we don't have another podcast tomorrow, Kofi announced his return again. He's supposed to announce that tomorrow afternoon at some point, according to John Rothstein. If he says. Peace out, guys. I'm really going. We will we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully not. At with some midnight. strong words. With some strong words for him because then half this podcast, we have to wipe and restart. Just kidding. We'll keep it, but then we'll have to redo it. But All right. All right. Well, it's 1230 in the morning, so Josh and I are going to head out, get some sleep before the big announcement tomorrow. Um, this has been the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening.